Another block, another point. This looks like a different team. An ace service from Veloz, and we're all square again. That wins the trophy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ace Space, the volleyball podcast brought to you by CEV. It feels like a long time since I've had the chance to speak to you. So uh, welcome back to me and welcome back to Key Michael. Hey, Key. Hello. Pleasure to be here, as per usual. Taking time out of your... Well, it's not quite as busy schedule now the AU uh, has finished, but we're in the world I know, I literally woke up at like 11 this morning, so I c- no complaints, no complaints, just hanging out with the family, sitting around, playing with puppies and children, and no volleyball whatsoever. Unbelievable. <laughs> Very different from a couple of weeks ago. Unbelievable. Anyway, we need to dig deeper on that, but before we do, let's introduce our guest today. By popular demand, possibly the most demand we've ever had to get a guest on this podcast, Kim Hill. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I was joining with the round of applause then. Um, great to have you. Thank you so much for, for coming to say hello and having a chat. Uh, you are incredibly busy at the moment, but you look like you're, you're chilling and relaxing. Where in the world are you? I'm in Italy, currently um, in Canigliano, Italy, and we had a match last night, our first match of the finals, so rest in. <laughs> Well, it, yeah, you did. By the looks of the scores, <laughs> it's only just finished. I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> did you get to sleep at all, or did you? At about two, I think I got home at one something, oh maybe gosh. closer to one thirty, and then yeah, it was tough. I feel like I got hit by a train this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, for those that are listening who perhaps haven't been keeping up with the uh, with the championship results. Corneliano beat Navarra three sets to two, but the second set in particular, 40-38. Um, in your career, and you could answer this as well, Key, because you guys have played a lot of top-level volleyball between you. How many sets have you ever played in that have gone that kind of length? I'm not sure two. I ever have played, yeah, to 40. 40, is, I mean, maybe a few in the 30s, mid-30s, but, like, yeah, I don't know, that was a doozy. <laughs> And it just kept going back and forth. It was your match point, then it was their match point. It was like no one really had a leg or a hold. It was just like there was yeah, there was one point. I think we were up by one, and then we lost the point, so we evened out, and we all just got in the middle, and we're kind of rolling our eyes like, "Dear Lord, no, no!" Like, yeah. And also with because you'll have used all your timeouts as well. It's very rare that you'll play for that sort of consistent amount of time. Too huge. Huge credit, not just to you, but but all of the players as well, to sort of get through that many points and then, you know, just try, try and get your poor lungs and legs to recover <laughs> and then play three more sets. It's absolutely <laughs> wild. Um, but you've kind of got to do it all again in a couple of days. Has the coach given you any time off or are you having some sessions in between? Uh, we had today off. I mean, filled with, of course, like therapy and recovery and doing Norman Tech and all that kind of stuff. And then we leave tomorrow. So we bust to Novato tomorrow and never ends. But I prefer it like that. Like in these playoff games, you just kind of want to like get them done, you know, and like not sit and wait and think about it. At least that's how I feel, you know. And yeah. they're, they're all massive games for you now, aren't they? Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. Everyone is important now. So they're all going to be tough. It'll, yeah. Give me an idea about what the group is like. Um, because I've got, 
I always say this, and I shouldn't, and I slap myself on the wrist, but there are a few teams that I've got a soft spot for, and your team is one. And the re- the reason it is, it's because um, the Palo Verde was the first Champions League venue that I ever went to, and it was in, mm. oh, was it 2017 or 2018? I've got the worst memory. But you were playing Dinamo Kazan in the playoffs. Yeah, 2017, At- I think. What year were the finals in Romania? 2018. 2018. So it was 2018 and I arrived and I didn't know what to expect and there was the band there and everyone had mm. their, their yellow on and you had that great team with yourself and um, Sammy Fabrice and Brizio and, and, and all of those. And it was just the most amazing thing. I'd been there five minutes and somebody while you were peppering had already smashed my laptop off the table. But everyone was very <laughs> polite, polite and, and apologising. But... But since then, I've just thought, oh, what a what a great team and a great bunch of people. And it seems like you all love playing with each other and you all really enjoy each other's company and, and sort of bask in each other's success. So what is it like to be a part of that group? Yeah, that's fun to hear because, um, you know, you're always curious what like, other people think. Because I, uh, I don't know, I always assume people don't like us. I don't know. You know, you get that kind of feeling. But no, it's a great group. It's like the most fun ever, like we're all close friends and especially this year i think we hang out all 14 of us like consistently it's like hilarious actually i've never been on a team where every single person is and okay it's easier because we actually live in um, the same building all of us so like we're easy access but it's a good group of like ridiculous goofy girls and yeah, a lot of psychopaths in a good way so (laughs) (laughs) it's probably easy though i mean if you're winning literally almost everything it's kind of what do you have to fight about what do you have to argue about that's true that that definitely helps for sure the winning but like we've had a lot of the same personnel the past few years like Mm. rotating only a few girls in out every year and even in the years where like we had some tough losses like it's been great i'm not great to lose but like the people have been great it's been like who else would you want besides you except like some of your closest friends you know so it's been great you know it's a good job you've got a close group, though, because there's not a hell of a lot to do in Corneliano, is there? <laughs> That's the understatement of the year. There's not a lot to do. Okay, yeah, it's small. I will say, obviously, it's like Prosecco capital of the world, whatever. But like in winter, <laughs> in winter, there's nothing. So it's been, I will say, it's been a gift during this COVID period where other girls in bigger cities have been able to go out and maybe like go eat and do stuff and see people and there's nothing to do here so we haven't knock on wood had any cases you know yet so mm. that's been a blessing because there's nothing to do so we're just sitting in our apartment all the time wow, <laughs> going crazy but yeah no FOMO not missing out on anything <laughs> nothing yeah so I'll call I I mean I know you've been you've been in Italy for a long time and, and all around Europe before that but I'm I'm gonna call the USA home for you. Uh, when was the last time you were at home? Um, October of this okay. year or of last year. Yeah, I came a little bit late to the season and then, yeah. Oh, that's well. good. So it's not been like some people haven't seen their families for over 12 months. You've had that little bit of time, even though that's what, six months ago now. Yeah, thankfully, like with national team and stuff, they're good about at least giving us like a week between seasons where we can like check in with our family and friends and that kind of stuff, so. Yeah, awesome. that helps. Yeah. 
Right, well, let's. Uh, we've got so much to talk about today, and I've, I'm just sort of flitting around. It's been a long time since I've done one of these. But let's uh, let's box off the domestic season. Then you've got one game on Tuesday. You win that game. You are the national champions again. That's pretty cool, right? Super cool. I mean, uh, we're hoping and uh, yeah. Hoping for it, especially after last year where it was just like this drop off of one big incomplete where we had such high hopes, like we're like aching for, you know, a trophy. So can't wait to play Tuesday, actually. yeah. Do you think the the Italian league is the best league in the world, the best professional league? Ooh. <laughs> Who's watching this? No, um... <laughs> Everyone, uh, everyone no, no. in the world. Of course, I'm going to say yes. I mean, like, it's obviously gone back and forth between Turkey and Italy probably the past few years, or there's been debate. Um, in my opinion, the past couple of years, it's been Italy. Um, that, okay, two years ago, it was two Italian teams in the Champions League final. Like, And I think that year was, like, all three um, European Cups were Italian teams. And, like, I think consistently from top to bottom, I think Italy has edged out Turkey. It's been really, it's very close, obviously, and there's so many strong teams in both, but that's my personal <laughs> unbiased opinion. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Key, you've played in, in both leagues as well. With What do you think the sort of various strengths are between the Turkish and the Italian leagues? I probably, I think I agree with Kim. I think from top to bottom, that's, that's the main difference is that mm. in Turkey, you have some really strong teams sort of like, the top maybe four but then it sort of sort of weakens a, a little bit whereas Italy throughout you're going to have much stronger teams so every match is going to be a battle I mean this season it looks like you guys pretty much dominated every single match but for the most part it's it's much more even spread throughout I think mm. all right so uh, if but if we if we have this conversation in a week's time you'll have another right actually I I was about to use a word possibly out of context there. I was about to say you'd have another Scudetto. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, the Italian championship is called the Scudetto. Yeah. Okay, better pronunciation. He, <laughs> no. he calls I don't me even know. That. What does that word even actually mean? I, I feel like I speak <laughs> Italian, but I don't know what... I've never asked anyone, what does that mean? Well, I've heard it used in a, in a football context as well. Sorry, guys. Oh. Soccer. Um, but I think it. I think it's just if you win the the top division, then they must refer to that as the scudetto. Um, <laughs> sure, yeah. That key. So, key Kim. She has told me off so many times because I regularly, but accidentally, uh, leave the G in Conegliano, and she's like, "It's not mm. Conegliano." <laughs> I just got to get my that's my one thing is Italian pronunciation like the rest of everything else Dave is on top of it but well look if yeah, you want to if you want to talk about who's the most Italian I had pizza for breakfast today so hey -yo. <laughs> you win hands down yeah. and it, it was delicious um all right then let's talk Champions League I love the Champions League you love the Champions League um you've won it of course, uh, Kim, but how special would it to, uh, be to win it with this team, with this group? Uh, it would be, I don't even have words for it. It would be amazing. It's like, this group is so special, like I said earlier, for so many reasons. This club, this like, you know, our presidents from the top down are amazing. And I think this 
this club needs one and deserves one for the work they put in the kind of people they are for all of that so it would mean a lot yeah yeah, it feels like it's just a matter of time, though, doesn't it? I mean, you've come close. Well, you were you were on the other side of the net that that one time when you picked up a gold medal, right? And do you yeah. know what? Let, let's talk about let's talk about that. It's a few years ago now, but that is a an immensely successful period of your career. How was it to win back in twenty seventeen? Uh, that season was super fun. That that win was big because our advocate that season leading up to that Champions League final was pretty garbage. We got knocked out. Of, <laughs> we got knocked out of the Turkish League playoffs like early. Like I think we ended up getting third in Turkish League, which was like bad for us. Like we were yeah. losing. We were like, if we don't win Champions League, like this season is a total bust, you know? Which is like sad. So like we won it and we're like, heck yeah, like. <laughs> You know, like we, we, it was like climbing out of like a well, you know what I mean? Where you're just like down and down and down and then we made it happen. So it, that was really fun, actually. Yeah. Amazing. And, and since then, you've been to what was the final fours. You went to the super finals. The results didn't go your way, but you've come, you've come pretty close. And like I said, it's, it's just a matter of time. So what is the the preparation like? Do you treat the um, do you treat the Italian Championship and the Champions League differently? Do you train for them differently, or is it all just the sort of same train building momentum towards these well destinations ultimately uh, at the business end of the season? Yeah, I think our focus is really one at a time. So right now we're not really thinking too much about the champions league final i mean we are it's in the back of our minds of course but like we have to take one thing at a time and hopefully we'll have some time in between the two to train and refocus and start you know from zero again to like build up again um but uh with that being said this final has been on our minds for two years you know playing against Vakif in the final has been the dream, you know, and the hope and what we've been wanting, like the two best teams in Europe, like finally facing off. We wanted to do it last year so freaking badly <laughs> and we couldn't. And then, so it's just a whole nother year of building and like always thinking about it, you know? So yeah. Well, do, do you know, it's funny you should say that because do you remember Key when we had Giovanni Gudetti as a guest yeah. and he mm-hmm. he let on more than I thought he would because sometimes we ask these questions just expecting people to give us the straight back straight back and mm-hmm. and not not tell us what we want to hear but he did he's like look I think I know that the two best teams in Europe are Vakif and Corneliano that's the final that I want that's the final the fans mm-hmm. want that's the final the players want and and he's right. And sometimes you've just got to respect people who, who come out and say it. Look, if it was any teams in the Champions League final, it would be a special event, one of the biggest matches in sport. But but you two going at it in a neutral venue mm-hmm. on the 1st of May, I just really hope it's it's just another special, special game of volleyball. Yeah, same. Man. I know. I'm just like almost have like goosebumps just thinking about it. I'm so excited. I the only thing that would be better is if there could be fans in the arena. You know, yeah. like this would. Yeah, but okay. Still, do you feel that a lot? Because I I'm curious. We've definitely gotten we've gotten used to it for sure this season. But there are moments where you, when you think about it, you stop and think like, ooh, if we had a full arena right now, it would be amazing. And like I'm man, especially at Palo Verde where like it's 
full most of the time and it's loud Mm -hmm. most of the time and that works to our advantage a lot you know Mm -hmm. um so that is missing a lot and especially in like a champions league final that's in italy like that's an hour and a half away or whatever like we would have a lot of fans there and that's a bummer but you know the world is where it's at right now so yeah Mm mm-hmm if you are listening to this and for some reason you've been under a rock and you don't know the date, get it in your diary now. It is the 1st of May. It's in Verona. It's two huge games. It's Corneliano against Vakif in the women's. It's Zaxa versus Trentino in the men's. Maybe we could have our first Polish men's champion. Maybe it could be Italian champions in the men's or the women's. Maybe Vakif Bank do it again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just lose my mind every time I think about it. Um, well, before before we before we dig in, Key, because I'm looking forward to you digging me out of this volleyball shaped rabbit hole that I've disappeared down. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know you're you're undecided about next year, but there is the possibility that you have two more games left in an Amoco jersey, but two unbelievable games. I mean, you two more gold medals two more trophies dreams and and all of that kind of stuff yeah it's <laughs> don't talk about too much or i'll get emotional no um but it's, i yeah, want it's, tears <laughs> don't joke about that because i am a crier like hardcore uh, i cry pretty easily um but yeah it will be emotional even just yesterday like um after the match i like somebody told me earlier in the day one of our like on our coaching staff that like uh, tonight like could have been like can be like your senior night you know like maybe your last match in Palo Verde blah 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 like potentially I didn't even realize it. I hadn't thought about it and I was oh. like oh my god yeah so anyway every match is emotional at this point so key yeah. um this podcast has now become Monica's wedding speech in friends I want tears right <laughs> um, let's dig in shall we Yes, sure. Let's dig in. Kim, are you ready? I'm I ready. promise nothing, nothing too. Oh, come Don't on. Don't worry, yeah. I can handle it. I, can handle I know, it. I know. You got this. You got this. Um, so as per usual, I do ask people to add, I don't know, questions that, um, that I might have never have asked. And so I got asked the very first one I'm going to ask. Who runs the world? Girls or squirrels? Um, who asked that? <laughs> Who asked that? Oh my god. So Cassidy Lichtman. <laughs> of course. Like the girl from USA, one of the USA girls for sure. Yeah, there's a story behind it. I don't know if you wanted to tell or should I? I I can tell it. Um basically like first summer with the national team, like I don't know, we're at some tournament and like I come across this funny meme that's like it's a picture of a squirrel, like its arm up in the air, and it's like, who run the world? Squirrels. And I thought it was hilarious. And I sent it to like our group text, the tournament with all the girls, and no one responded. Like, and poor little me. Like yeah, this. this one, which is like so, that was Dave, so funny. Easy. And nobody responds. And like, poor little me, my first summer, probably my first time at the national tournament, I'm like, oh my God, everything's, I'm an idiot. Like, why did I ever send that? And I was panicking for like hours. And then like later that night, I was somebody was like, Oh, yeah, that was funny. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. And I'm like, you guys, respond. Jeez, poor little me. Uh, yeah. I just want to, all you want is a few crying face emojis. That's all Anything. you want. Even one, even like one response would have sufficed. But, you know, all right. 
<laughs> well, at least they did think it was hilarious that yeah, you guys were on the true. same levels. That's of, true. Of sense of humor, <laughs> eventually. Um, so that, yeah, that's good to know. Um, all right, so now a couple of other questions. I hear that you are an insatiable reader. So what kind of books do you read? What are you currently reading? What would you recommend to your, to our CEV audience? Ooh, uh, I'm like, I just like a good novel. Like, um, I don't know. I'll read anything really, but like, I love novels. I love fiction too. Um, ideally is like a nonfiction, like good story. Like, you know, like I just finished Boys in the Boat and like, that was amazing um, a few months ago, but that kind of thing. I love a true story, like a good story is my favorite, but I'll read anything, like any sort of a good, big epic story I love. Um, yeah. Um, um, what, what were the other parts of the question? <laughs> Just if there's any in particular, but that's fine. That's, that's, yeah. do you, are you sort of a hardback? Do you need to hold it in your hand kind of reader or do you Kindle? I have a Kindle. You know what? Uh-huh. I, I've always been a, a hard copy kind of girl, mm-hmm. but living overseas, it's like, you just really can't. And so, impossible. Yeah. so I have a Kindle, I kind of go back and forth. Like sometimes I'm ordering books, sometimes I have them on my Kindle. Um, the one great thing about a Kindle, I will say is falling asleep with your Kindle and you just like let it fall on your pillow and the lights are off. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Versus a book, yeah. But versus a book, you know, you're like getting sleepy then you have to like turn it off the light and put the book down and all that kind of stuff. But oh, true, that's how true, lazy true. I get basically is what the what it comes down to yeah yeah i was also thinking you can't write any notes in a kindle that's the only thing that bugs me but uh uh moving on when are you finally going to get a cat apparently uh, you've been talking about this for years yeah years <laughs> but you just will not pull the trigger <laughs> <laughs> really everyone who knows me is like just get a freaking cat already because i want one so bad but like i'm not i've always felt like i'm not old enough for it or not old enough like mature enough and not like stable stable enough is the right stable word. Enough. what would the Which cat is be true called because like what what would the cat be called i, don't know, I think maybe like jerry or something jerry the cat i like i like human names for animals but i've been close to getting one but like i just can't I just can't stand the idea of like bringing a cat on an airplane for like 12 yeah. hours back and forth across the world, like poor little thing. So maybe when I'm one day when I'm retired and like have a little consistency, maybe I will. Well, I agree with, I mean, my mom literally forbade me from adopting another cat because I would adopt them here and just leave them with my parents every time <laughs> I would go overseas. So you are never getting another cat until you have your own place. So I feel you on that. Um, who would play you in a movie? Um, looks wise, probably Sosha Ronan, you know, this, you know, know Sosha Ronan, she's in, um, Lady Bird, you know, the movie Lady Bird or she's in Little Women. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I see it. Yeah. I get that a lot actually. So looks wise, probably her. She probably gets people saying she looks like Kim Hill too. (laughs) She's read me and said that before. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you, um, if you Google image Sosha Ronan, right? I mean, I've spelled it wrong, but you just get a load of pictures of, of like, Warhammer Wait, action figures. Let me tell you how to spell it because the spelling is everything. It's like S A O I R S E or something. It's like yeah, like Sursi. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Oh my God! It's like having two Kim Hills on the call. Oh. 
That's what I look like every day. Oh, spot on. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a compliment because she's beautiful. So. <laughs> Thanks. If you could only bring one thing with you on a deserted island, what would it be? Probably a book. Yeah. Any particular book or only just any old book? book? One book that's going to keep you satisfied. For... I know. We don't know how long you're going to be on the island, <laughs> but. Or Kindle. Yeah, I'd bring my Kindle. That would be much smarter, huh? With like a whole okay. library of books. Okay. But yeah, my Kindle. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. How would you describe volleyball to someone from another planet? Oh my gosh, this idiotic game where like <laughs> one minute you're keeping the ball off the ground, the next you're trying to put it on the ground and it's. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. I heard somebody describe it like that once. So I thought it was so funny. Or a glorified keeping the balloon off the ground kind of a game. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. glorified hot potato. <laughs> yeah, really though. If I gave you five hundred or $50,000 to start your own business, what would it be? Oh gosh. This is hard for me because like I have, don't have an entrepreneurial spirit at all. And like so many of my USA teammates really? do and they're amazing. But like, I don't know. Maybe I would start some sort of a like mentorship program for like high school girls playing volleyball or something. Does that count? Oh, okay. Not a... Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Not... I was I was curious because I was wanted to see if it would give us an insight into what you might want to do after volleyball. I wish it would. Maybe. <laughs> no. Maybe that. I don't know. I'm You're like, I want to do nothing. I want to sit on my couch with my cat and read. That's what I want to do after volleyball. On the weekends, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. And one other question, which I ask everyone because I find it hilarious. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? Like, looks or spirit animal? <laughs> However you want to take it. <laughs> Do you, do you think you look like an animal? And do you no, have I a spirit like, animal? Probably a cat. I hate to say it, but like, yeah. You know, you I get mean, to walk around, you get to sleep all day, and then you get to interact with people only when you want to, and then then you can go be on your own. And I don't know. They kind of just don't, yeah. So like a domestic cat, not like a lion or a tiger. A domestic cat. A domestic <laughs> lazy cat. <laughs> I think, did someone once said they would be a sloth or something, didn't they? Or maybe that was just a conversation with other people. But what would you be, Key? What would you be, Key? Oh, I would be. I would be a golden retriever. I'd be a Labrador. Yeah, definitely. I'd be a yeah Labrador. Yeah. yeah. Wanting to make friends, always like just having the best time yeah. ever. Just like, waggy hey. tail. We're just wagging my tail around all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> awesome um we have more questions for you kim at some point we what i will say and I, I think i said this at the top of the podcast um so many people have written to us and said please can you get kim hill on the podcast i, I honestly think you are our most requested guest ever and that has been shown by the sheer volume of questions that we've had in i've, I've picked through a few of them but everybody uh, who has asked a question thank you um but before that let's talk about international volleyball and USA. Now, uh, people who have listened to this podcast in the past will know that particularly on the Olympic side of things, um, the the USA team, brand, national setup, whatever you want to call it, it is so well thought of around the world. And I absolutely love it. You've got those three big 
letters across <laughs> your chest, whether it's the the white jerseys with the red letters or the blue and the white or, or whatever. Um, it's just this sort of icon of sport, and you have got to to pull that jersey on a few times and play a few games and win a few medals. Uh, how has that been for the last what eight or nine years? Eight or nine years—that's crazy to say. Um, <laughs> it's been surreal, I think, in a lot of ways. Like, if you would have told me even ten years ago that I would be doing that, this, it, like, I would have never believed you. I had no dreams, no even hopes of competing in the Olympics or competing for USA. So, it still blows my mind sometimes. It's crazy where life has led me. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Also, because you started as a middle, right? I love that story. I love that yeah. about you. Yeah, I was in the middle of my whole life until my junior year of college, and then I played opposite my junior and senior year of college. And then when I tried out for, I tried out for the uh, the national team in an open trial, and I tried out as an opposite, and they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then they moved me to outside, and that's where I've been since. So, yeah. Was it a comfortable so transition, or were? Because I'm trying to picture myself. I'm a very typical sort of tall, gangly very uncoordinated yeah. trying to be an outside hitter there's so many things you have to learn and add to your game was it smooth transition or were you like what the f am i doing here <laughs> the good thing is my transition was pretty slow so it was like step by step but okay. okay like in high school when i played sometimes i would receive because i had a decent you know i'm just bagger i don't know it's in italian i don't know what i'm what's in english platform <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, i was a decent passer and stuff so in high school i did a little bit and then like like I said, in college, I moved to opposite and I was like a first, like a slide hitting opposite. So then it was like easing me into it. Mm -hmm. And then, and then with the national team, it was kind of like, I had no expectations to be there and I was an open book and I was just like, freaking teach me what you want me to do. I'll do anything. Like I'll try anything. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. And I feel like I started like playing a completely different sport kind of, but like, I don't know. It was fun. It was fun. Cause it was completely new. Yeah. But, but this was at the trials for the national team, not just the national team, one of the best national teams on the planet. <laughs> yeah. They must yeah. have really seen something special in, in you then to effectively want to have you as part of the group so much that they wanted to effectively change your position and, and develop your skill set so you could be a part of that group. Yeah, I mean, I think I, uh, timing was really good for me. Like, I tried out the year, um, first year of the quad. So it was like, they were letting a lot of girls come into the gym and do, like, extended tryouts. So they would have girls come in for two, three weeks, one month, two months. And I they had me on, like, a two-month tryout. And it was kind of like, okay, we're just letting a lot of girls in to see if there's any sort of a spark anywhere. And so I got kind of lucky as far as that goes, and then just like kept hanging on, kept they wouldn't let, so they couldn't quite get rid of me. So yeah, just kept showing up. Yeah, I was still there, you know, just trying to get rid of me. Well, I'm I'm sure you're um I'm I'm sure it was never as much as you're making it out to be. But uh, key, cast your mind back to when we talked to Dustin Watton. And he told mm -hmm. us his story about uh, going to the, to the national team. And it was literally just turning up and picking up training yeah. vests and, and putting out the cones. And, and then he got his, his shot. Um, but your your international career has been quite remarkable between VNLs and, and World Championships and Olympic medals. It is a huge summer 
in international volleyball between the the VNL, the Olympics, and of course for the European teams, Euro volley um, at the end of the season as well. Uh, where do you stand with USA at the moment and your aspirations for the summer of 2021? Yeah, I mean, our goal, of course, is a gold medal in Tokyo, you know, and that's been up there since the end of Rio. You know, it's been yeah. on our thoughts and minds all the time. And um, having the Olympics delayed, of course, was like heartbreaking in a lot of ways, but I think like a blessing for our team, like a little more time to prepare. I don't think we were totally ready last summer, but I think we will be this summer. So I think it's been good. It's going to be a hard summer, especially with COVID and like having VNL be like a close off bubble and all that. And it's like this season in Europe ends May 1st and then VNL starts May, what, to be there May 20th or something. And then after VNL finishes, we have like three weeks to leave for Tokyo. So it's like mayhem, craziness, but you know, it's one of those things where you just kind of like buckle in and push through to the end and then and then you'll rest when it's done yeah 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 the final sprint and then sleep when you're dead kind of yeah. Thing. yeah 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 and do you know what that's that's incredibly honest of you to say that that the delay might have helped because again very often when we have these conversations whether it's podcasts or or radio or tv or magazine interviews athletes will always say yeah we're ready to go we've had a great camp we're the best we could we could possibly be but um genuinely now 12 months on with the the group of players and and the talent in your team do you think that the podium and particularly the top of the podium is somewhere where USA could be what is it last week of August the final is I think yeah like middle of August or something okay yeah yeah uh I can genuinely say now, yes, I think it's a for sure possibility and in our grasp. Um, like I said, a year ago, I don't know if I could have said that at least honestly. I mean, I, it was a possibility, but I didn't have as much confidence as I think I do this year. So I'm grateful for that. I think we can do it. It's going to be hard. It's going to be freaking hard. Um, there's a lot of amazing teams, obviously, but um, I think we can for sure. Love Olympic volleyball. Yeah, you can. <laughs> so exciting. Also, like fa- fans of the podcast, how cool is this? I mean, I'm here just just doing my regular talking, but we've got two Olympians on the show again. I love this game. Um, right then, uh, how are you with fan questions? Before I go through these, because we've got so many, I'll try and pick the best ones. What are the kind of what are the questions that you get all the time? And I'll try and avoid those, Kim. Um, I actually don't know. I'm not, <laughs> this is bad. I'm not the best with like interacting with fans as far as like Instagram and that kind of okay. stuff. I'm not on it enough to really, so I don't think there's any, I'll really like be sick of unless it's like, how tall are you? And then I'm like, move on. You can look that up in my yeah. Wikipedia page. You know? How tall, how tall are you? <laughs> tall enough tall is enough. the yeah. answer to that. Yeah. Um, well, our first question, I really like this one. This is from 1022 underscore N double A. She started the question with, I love you, Kim, which I think is always a great start. Um, but the question is, what can't you live without? Oh, Ooh, tough question. Okay, well, if we're going like serious, like emotional, of course, my family. But like, if we're going like 
silly like don't really need it but like love it so much um i don't know like this is boring but like coffee probably <laughs> no no judgment there none whatsoever um this is a great question uh, and key this is your chance to to give us the hard sell so kurt anthony 623 asks um after this international summer would you play for Athletes Unlimited? Boom! Thank you, audience member. Who, who asked that? That is Kurt Anthony 623. Kurt Anthony, my man. I'll send you your Venmo later. Kim, we're, we're all curious. Oh, I'm open is to AU anything. in the future? I'm not making any decisions about anything. Um, I'm not saying no to anything. I'm not saying yes to anything either. <laughs> Oh. But picture it, it's a two month season. It's all in one place. All it's very your friends appealing. will be there. It's very appealing, exactly. Yes. And it looked like so much fun this year, really. I will say that. So who knows? Kim, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Oh. I heard it was a great group of girls, oh. which oh. makes it so much better, really. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, I mean, you can't even imagine before you do it having 44 teammates. That seems overwhelming mm -hmm. but it just all of a sudden they're just i don't know they're your family mm -hmm. it just it was the same way you bond with 12 girls you bond with 44 and it just feels like a big i don't know it felt like a i, I can't even explain it it felt like it was back in university which for <laughs> me was a long time ago but <laughs> it was great key key have you had mm -hmm. like a post event come down after it oh, yeah. i went into sort of like hermit mode for a few days weeks I couldn't even fin I couldn't even edit the last video vlog until about a week ago because I felt yeah it felt like something really big had ended mm. and yeah when you go on vacation and you come down come back and you're sort of like oh man I can't even can't even look at the photos yet because it's too soon <laughs> that's what, kind of what it felt like which beautifully brings me on to the next question by Oricio Nova who asks what's your favorite place to vacation unplanned what's a vacation <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right it's like my last vacation was in 2009 oh, honestly, <laughs> i don't know I legitimately no um like real vacations we have gone like little mini ones that were like two or three days but like does that really even count um mm. before that i think i was in mexico with my family really like probably that was a long time ago i don't know but like True vacation, I mean, I'd probably like choose to go like Hawaii or something, but Ooh. I haven't done any of that in a long time. So I'm like post Tokyo, I'm planning like a month long Hawaii trip or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or you could, I think it was, was it Lonnie? She got a van or something and just like went I away with her fiance in the woods and just like dropped off the map. Amazing. I love something that like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, there's so many, so many questions. Uh, right, a few obvious ones then. Uh, what's your favorite food? Probably burritos. Breakfast burritos more specifically, I guess, yeah. Breakfast, but what's in a breakfast burrito? Oh, oh my gosh. I forget if you're British. No, no, no. Um, it's a breakfast. There's no big good, beans in it. Yeah, it's all the good breakfast stuff, but in a burrito. So it's like eggs and bacon and like... Depends Hang on, you, you said you you said you're British. Eggs and bacon is is British. It's full English breakfast. And you Eggs wrap it up in a tortilla. And, and put oh some yeah, salsa that sounds fantastic. It. Yeah, it's, I'm in. It's yeah. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like a calzone, but with without pizza. <laughs> I mean, I love a calzone too. 
Um, who is your best friend you've met through volleyball? That's a nice question. John Jen two eight eight two eight nine eight has asked. Oh my gosh, most of my best friends I've met through volleyball. Oh my gosh, I could cry thinking about all of them. Really, um, probably my first best friend through volleyball is my best friend Leela, and we met at Pepperdine freshman year. We were roommates, and we're still besties. So, yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, what will you do after volleyball? That's the million dollar question. No idea. If I'm completely honest, I have no idea. Um, I'm gonna, I don't know, take some time and rest. And then if anybody has any job opportunities for me, hit me up. I'm down for it. <laughs> what was your degree? It's gonna be weird writing a, a resume or a CV or something like uh, applying for jobs in honestly, the real world. Honestly, a blank just, resume. Basically it's a, a trap. Like, one word, volleyball. Oh, uh, it's a trap. Don't bother. You'll be yeah. fine. Uh, what was your What was your degree in at Pepperdine? Uh, religion, actually. Okay. And, yeah, so um, <laughs> no plans to really do anything with that. I enjoyed studying. I loved it. Didn't know what I wanted to do then, and I still don't really now. So I don't know. I have a degree, but not super useful. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. I imagine that you'll just, volleyball will end and you'll be like, I want to do nothing. <laughs> you'll do nothing for like a week, two weeks, a month, two months, and then you'll just start getting itchy and just want to be productive. And that, then that's when you'll find it. I think so, so too. And I always just feel like, like if I don't know what I'm going to do, like temporarily I could do coaching somewhere. There's got to be like people, you know enough people, I feel like, in this job that like there's got to be something, you know? I don't know. I yeah. Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're something, you'll invent something new. That's, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just inventing something with video and volleyball and just kind of putting it into the universe. Something will come to you. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay. I'm just going through these questions, right? So they're all questions from fans of yours. We've got questions from Philippines, Brazil, USA, all over Europe, Tokyo. It's a worldwide fan base, Kim. This is super cool. <laughs> Right it's all there. hate mail. Don't, don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all, it's all hate mail. Okay. Um, final, final question then. In your dream team, who is the setter? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people to get mad at me, but um, Asha. Sorry, but yeah. I think Asha is the best setter in the world. The best I've ever played with, and for sure. Yeah. Easy question, kind of. <laughs> she yeah. is, she is unbelievable. And if this is the very first uh, episode of the Ace Space podcast you've listened to, then you can head back on whatever platform you're listening on and hear the episode that I did with Asha earlier in the year. Shameless plug for that one. Um, she was, <laughs> she was great, by the way. She seems like a, a pretty good human being. Yeah, she is for sure. She's one of my closest friends in the team. So, yeah. We always like to have a hot topic for debate and the last few haven't really been much of a debate because we've all sort of patted each other on the back and agreed and I, and I think it might be the case here but seeing as on this um, on this particular Zoom call or this podcast, depending on which iteration of it you listen to, um, I have a Champions League silver medalist, Key Michael, and a Champions League. Have you got gold, silver, and bronze, Kim? You have, haven't you? Uh, yeah, 
I guess so. Yeah, they're called silver and bronze. Um, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and I will give a a fans and a broadcaster's perspective as well because I've I've got feelings on this. Um, starting with you. I've got, I've got food. He's got feelings. feelings. He's got emotions. <laughs> Just got in touch with them in the last twelve months as well. You know, it's amazing what isolation and a global pandemic can do for the psyche. Um, what is it that makes the Champions League so special? The the Champions League is such an easy sell because you guys have played in Italy, you've played in in Turkey, where the sport is absolutely huge, and it gives the opportunity for the best teams to play the best teams. That that that's the easy. And that's the obvious thing. But it also gives players in countries who've reached what they see the pinnacle. It gives them a shop window to get to some of those bigger teams. I mean, you look at you look at your team, Kim. You're based in Italy, but you've had players from USA. You've had players from Poland. You've had Italians mm-hmm. uh, and all kinds of nationalities. And the same with the Turkish teams. I mean, they've got Bella, who's who's Swedish. You've got your old pal, the Spider Monkey Key, who is uh, <laughs> who's Belgian mm-hmm. uh, and Russians. And it gets the best players playing on the biggest stage. What it also does for me, as somebody who's a, a Welshman, who lives in England, I'm always talking up about how great volleyball is, despite, full disclosure, never playing the game. There is a brilliant outtakes video of me trying to do my own dig set and spike somewhere. And honestly, (laughs) it's like I've got no hands on the ends of my arms. I'm terrible. But whenever... Whenever I talk to people about volleyball, and it's it, you know it's allowed me to sort of fall in love with the sport, I point them in the direction of the Champions League and the occasions that it brings and the history of the competition and the fact that you've got teams who've got 10, 20, 30, 40 years of history, but there's also the opportunity for teams who've got two, three or, or four. I think it's everything that's, that's brilliant about the sport. The fact that, that you, Kim, and you, Key have both entered this sport and at various times of your careers both admitted to me that you had not massive expectations but Mm -hmm. you've taken advantage of your your skills you've taken advantage of every opportunity and that opportunity has allowed you to 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 build lives in countries and around people that if it wasn't for something like the Champions League you'd have never had the opportunity to do that's why I think the Champions League is special who's next (laughs) <laughs> go ahead Keith. Well, you, I mean you pretty much said it all there, have, I, have I just talked absolute nonsense there I'm so oh, no, sorry no, we, were if I you. we were with you no I mean, you covered it all so well that I don't yeah. even know how to add to it it's amazing oh come on you've won the, I, you've, you've won a final you've also the, lost in a final you've tasted you've the sweetness of victory and the bitterness of defeat you've, you've had it all you've had the full emotional spectrum of yeah. the Champions League surely you can you can add to my ramblings. <laughs> I think that's part of the beauty of it. Like you said, the spectrum of human emotion all in for a freaking sport, which is hilarious, but like it shows like how meaningful it is, you know, like one game and you're devastated for how many days after or months after, you know, one loss. And I think that's the beauty of it, you know, and how much it means because it's months and months of work and, you know, building relationships for months and months and working and failing and succeeding all together with people from around the world and situations you never thought you would be in. And uh, it's 
like you said, I would echo what you said. It's just the beauty of the global, you know, situation, you know, like a microcosm of, I don't know, the beauty of cultures coming together and people coming together and working together and forming relationships and working toward a common goal. It's like, the, this is why sports in general, I think are the best thing. They're so freaking cool. And volleyball in particular, because it's so dependent on your teammates, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's just magical that... That's beautiful, Kim. <laughs> How am I supposed to follow that, you guys? <laughs> Do you know, talking about all the cultures and whatever, one day, not today, because um, we, we said we wouldn't keep you for longer than an hour, Kim, and it's been 58 minutes. Um, but one day I am going to put a list together of all the um, nationalities of people mm. who've won the Champions League. I think that mm. would be, there'd be a few curveballs in there as well. Because also, if you... If you are of a nationality and your team is never going to be like the USA who could win an Olympics or you, Key, who who played for Great Britain in London in in 2012, but otherwise you perhaps wouldn't have had the opportunity to qualify for one of those major tournaments. If you've got the skill and the ability, then the Champions League gives you the opportunity to reach the pinnacle of the sport. Um, yeah 100% that's what I was going to say actually because playing in the Olympics the best part of that for me was playing against those players who are the elite of the elite of the elite which I would never have had an opportunity to do and then Champions League that's my memory as well is sort of the the final of Champions League against Izajibashi for example and I played against Jordan and I never would have had a chance to go up and try to block against her or be on the same court as her so I think for that reason I think the the Champions League is did, did you get any blocks in against Jordan? I mean, I might have got a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple against Maya. Yes. Mm. Polyak and I don't know. Mm. I, and she's... <laughs> shortly after. <laughs> she, she's quite good. Yeah. She she had a reasonable career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been such a joy, Kim. Thank you for having a chat to us. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add or or in the last hour has anything changed are you still undecided or are you going to commit to what you're doing next season <laughs> everything just changed in the last hour i just signed somewhere i don't know if you saw <laughs> she's just decided that au is definitely in the future it's definitely the not in the future but it's not not in the future i don't know it's not not it's not 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 it's not it is I mean, not or not it is or it's not <laughs> it's not <laughs> <laughs> trying to take that as clip reporters thanks for having me it's been a pleasure and so easygoing and really fun so thank you guys oh thank you kim i knew this would be a good one everyone i spoke to was like kim's the swedish so goofy just lovely person you've left you've left good impressions on everyone that i spoke to oh that's sweet and now two more people everyone who's listening uh key message for your ever-growing legion of fans Oh, wow. Yeah, all of the fans. I mean, let's be honest. Most people are listening to this podcast to hear me, not to hear Kim. I know. <laughs> they just can't get enough no, of No, yeah. Calls. If anyone's listening and they want to see any more of the behind the scenes from the Athletes Unlimited, all the stuff's on my YouTube. Go check it out. Well, if you've reached this far, then congratulations. You've nearly made the end. But just a reminder, the big date is the 1st of May 2020. Verona for the Super Finals. Canelliano versus Vakif. It's the two best women's teams in Europe. Make no mistake, that is not a game you want to miss. Uh, Trentino versus Zaxa in the men's final. Two finals on the same day. Um, Let us know 
any guest you want. I mean, if we can get Kim Hill, then anything is possible. <laughs> so any guests, do get in touch. Uh, send us the tweets, send us the instas. If you want to write a longer message, you can email us on the space at cev.eu. And finally, Key, what's the hashtag? Let volleyball talk. Yes, I'm surprised I haven't is. even forgotten by now. It's been so long since we've done this. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, Key, great to see you as always. Kim, thank you. And uh, hopefully next time we speak, you'll have two more gold medals hanging around your neck. I love that. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.